Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first in-season Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast of the Year. This is going to be our Week Zero Fantasy Football Waiver Wire Show. We are going to be transitioning to in-season content here on the show. I know we've had a lot of fun having Karate on the show. We had Gresh on the show. We had Reeves on the show. You know, we we did the whole off-season thing. We did our best ball drafts. You know, we did everything that we need to do. But now it is time to get into the season, and I have some exciting news. We are now officially sponsored by Underdog Fantasy Sports. Uh, you can use the promo GRID to get your deposit bonus and your free entry to Best Ball Mania after Thursday. So you guys are listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday. After Thursday, that's going to switch over to a free $10 that you can use in the Pick'em game. And uh, we are going to be having Hayden Winks and Josh Norris on the show, depending on the week, because this is officially. Uh, sponsored by Underdog Fantasy Sports. I'm very excited about it. You guys know that I love the Underdog Fantasy platform. I have, you know, 250 entries in all of their best ball tournaments, and I am super excited to start digging into their pick'em game. I actually was looking at one right now for the Thursday night game, going over on Dak Prescott Fantasy Points, over on Ezekiel Elliott Rush Plus Receiving Yards, and under on Tony Pollard's rush plus receiving yards for the 6x multiplier in their pick'em game. And we'll definitely get more into the strategy of their pickup game. But uh, definitely a good reminder, if you have not already, sign up to Underdog Fantasy Sports. You can download it in the iOS App Store, the Google Play Store, whatever mobile device you use, it's in the App Store. Download it and do your first-time deposit using the promo code GRID, and you will get a nice little deposit bonus. Now let's get into... The week zero fantasy football content. And you might be thinking, week zero? I mean, what? Uh, why does this even matter? Why should we even care about week zero? Like, are these even going to be meaningful waiver wires? Maybe, maybe you, uh, you know, have already, uh, maybe you haven't even drafted your league yet. You know, maybe you're doing a main event that starts on Friday after the, uh, the game has already been played. But I, Got to tell you, the week zero fantasy football waiver wire, you know, if you drafted early, for example, in the Scott Fishbowl, maybe you did a slow draft that started in June or July, maybe you drafted on August 1st. There are lots of good guys out there on the week zero waiver wire. And just for example, last year, these are some of the names from my week zero waiver wire list. Daryl Williams. Then you might say, well, Daryl Williams is kind of a bust, but he was the clear number two handcuff running back in Kansas City until they signed Le'Veon Bell. If they didn't sign Le'Veon Bell, Daryl would have had a pretty strong year. How about James Robinson? Pretty good year on the Week Zero waiver wire. Malcolm Brown, pretty good for a guy you scooped up for free. Logan Thomas, pretty, pretty good Week Zero waiver wire. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, pretty, pretty good Week Zero waiver wire guy. And 
you know, the team was, we'll talk more about MVS in a second, but uh, he is definitely trending in the right direction. So I think for me, there are three, well, really two headlining names of the week zero waiver wire. And then it's deeper leagues after that. And of course the two guys are Tyson Williams, the Baltimore Ravens running back. And if you drafted really early, Sony Michelle, who is now a member of the Los Angeles Rams. Now, even before the trade, Sony Michelle was starting to be drafted in some leagues, but of course not all leagues. But Tyson is the guy who really deserves our attention because Tyson Williams is the last guy standing on the Baltimore Ravens roster behind our friend Gus Edwards. And the thing that's interesting about Tyson is he probably is a better fit for that pass catching role that, I mean, it doesn't even really exist, but what I was thinking when I was preparing for this show is why can't Tyson Williams just do what Gus Edwards did last season, which was a pretty valuable player for fantasy. I mean, last season, Gus Edwards ran 144 times, 723 yards and scored six touchdowns. And he did that without playing a ton of snaps. In fact, he only touched 50% snap shares twice. And actually one of his two touchdown games came in a game where he got only seven carries and played 27% of the snaps. If you have zero running back teams who really need a running back, I really cannot fault you for making big bids on Tyson Williams. For example, I'm in a super flex dynasty league where my running back one is James Conner and my running back two is just a bunch of question marks. Now that team has elite tight ends, elite quarterbacks, all the great wide receivers, but I just need some running back two points. I definitely think that Tyson Williams is worth a huge bid in those scenarios. And I think that in the FFPC main event, if Tyson Williams is out there, you drafted kind of early, I think you can get away with 25, 28% bid. I mean, even, even higher than that, depending on the specific context of your team. As far as like, is Tyson Williams good or not? That I don't have the answer for you, but I think this late in the season, the kind of guys they would be adding, Adrian Peterson, Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore, Todd Gurley, I don't anticipate any of those guys like really crushing the amount of work that he would end up getting. So Tyson Williams is a guy I'm super interested in. I think that you can bid pretty heavily and pretty aggressively on him. The other very interesting running back is Sony Michelle, now a member of the Los Angeles Rams. Xavier Jones has been placed on the short-term IR, so the Rams' third running back is going to be none other than Mr. Jake Funk. Raymond Calais also placed on the IR. So the Rams' backfield is down to two guys, Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle regularly gets drafted in the 10th round of fantasy football drafts at this point. I would listen to an argument that actually says that Sony Michelle is more valuable than Tyson Williams. The Rams traded, I believe it was two conditional fourth round picks in order to secure the services of Sony Michelle. And I think partially they did that because they knew that Xavier Jones was hurt. I, I think that uh, Xavier, I believe it is true that Xavier Jones was injured before the news came out uh, that they had traded, for, or I believe that. Sony Michelle was acquired by the Rams with knowledge that Xavier Jones was hurt. It's possible I'm wrong about that. I would have to go double check that. But again, it's possible that I'm wrong. Now, I still remain a pretty bullish on Daryl Henderson. And two fourth round picks is a lot, but it's not, you know, a king's ransom. It's not like they traded a first round pick. It's not like, uh, I, you know, I don't place Sony Michelle in the same category as like Melvin Gordon or something like that. And maybe that's wrong, right? Maybe 
maybe I'm wrong. And, and that's kind of what I'm trying to build into this projection here. So just to give you guys an example, the way I have my waiver wire priorities set in leagues where both of these guys are available, I'm actually looking at one of my teams right now where both these guys are available. I have Tyson ahead of Sony. The Tyson bid is roughly 20% more than I put down on Sony, but I'm happy to get either one of them. Uh, and if I get either one of them for the prices that I've put in, I think it's fine. And again, Sony is going to be much more valuable and Tyson is going to be much more valuable on teams where you structured yourself to take advantage of the chaos and to take advantage of the fragility at the running back position. If you started off your draft, you know, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, well, then you probably would want to save a little bit of your waiver. I'm not to save a little bit, save a lot bit of your waiver wire stuff for running backs because there are good cheaper running back waiver wire targets for us to acquire as well. Uh, some of those week zero waiver wire guys going to be Justin Jackson or Josh Kelly or even Larry Roundtree. All three of those guys made the team. I did not really anticipate that happening, but that is in fact what did happen. Those guys I think would be like five to 10% guys. Carlos Hyde, another guy. We're not excited to add Carlos Hyde, of course, right? None of us are like, oh yeah, you know, we can't wait to add Carlos Hyde and watch him run for three yards in a cloud of dust for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But we have we have already seen this story play out, right? We have already seen Carlos Hyde take touches away from more talented running backs. He did it in Houston. He did it in San Francisco. He even did it in Cleveland. Remember, people forget that. But he actually did this to Cleveland where he was getting touches over Nick Chubb, which is insane, but it's true. It did happen. So again, on zero running back teams, I do think Carlos Hyde is a guy to spend 5 to 8% of your waiver wire budget on. You know, some of the other guys you might want to stash for week one, uh, the Seattle guys, whether it be Rashad Penny or whether it be Alex Collins, I think both of those guys, uh, maybe maybe $1 on Jamar Jefferson if you wanted to have a free look at him or a very cheap look at him uh, because DeAndre Swift is banged up before that week one game, perhaps one buck on Jarrett Patterson. And then uh, another interesting guy who I just am now thinking of is Jeremy McNichols because Jeremy McNichols looks like he is going to be the handcuff, at least for the first three games of the season, to Derrick Henry. Darrington Evans is on short-term IR. Brian Hill is on IR. And the third-string running back, Mechie Sargent, is uh, he's just like a nothing. Like, he is he's barely even um, an NFL player at this point. Like, he's slow, 4-7-4 speed. Like, I just, I just don't, I just don't even really think he is uh, qualified to be a, an NFL running back at this point. So that's kind of the the running back situation to me is like it pretty clearly it's Tyson, Sony, and then a bunch of different guys. Now, I guess the wide receiver group is very interesting depending on when you drafted. If you happen to draft in a league that drafted so early that Marquez Callaway was not drafted, I mean, he goes in like the eighth round of fantasy football drafts at this point. So if you are, and now granted, if you're listening to this, you probably don't have very many teams that really need a wide receiver, but he would definitely be a guy that I think you could comfortably spend 20 to 25% of your fab. Sammy Watkins is going to be a big beneficiary of the Rashad Bateman injury. I think he needs to be owned in every 12-team league. Uh, Corderell Patterson, depending on if he's running back or wide receiver eligible, I, I think there's a chance. Oh, and I should have mentioned Wayne Gallman as well. That My apologies there. I should have mentioned Wayne Gallman when we were talking about running backs. And he and CP kind of go in a tandem. But both of those guys are kind of like five, 
for four to four to six percent waiver wire guys, depending on your starting lineup, because one of them could be the third down running back. You know, Gallman could be the goal line running back, something like that. But I mean, look, if CP gets seven touches against the Eagles, that's going to be a pretty valuable role because he's so explosive. Quez Watkins for the Philadelphia Eagles, if you drafted early, looks like he's won the slot wide receiver job there. He's like another 5% guy. Um, I, I think he would be pretty interesting. Donovan Peoples-Jones, if you drafted really early, he's like a 14th round pick now. Uh, I, I've been scooping him on some of my main event teams. He's fairly interesting to me. Albert Wilson, really deep leagues. I think you can throw a couple bucks at him. Wide receiver is just not as interesting uh, at this point in the preseason. You know, it's guys like MVS. It's guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones. It's guys like Sammy Watkins. We don't necessarily see huge ceilings for those guys. So I, I don't want to spend that much time talking about wide receiver because like for, for me personally, and I assume for some of you guys, I'm like replacing Demarcus Robinson and Travis Fulgham, like guys who are are pretty much drawing dead to help me, but who like, I'm not that, like I like Donovan Peoples-Jones, don't get me wrong. I like Sammy Watkins. I like Albert Wilson, but those guys are unlikely to help me the way that, Tyson Williams or Sony Michelle would end up helping those teams. Now, tight end is fascinating because you may be playing in a league where Juwan Johnson is tight end eligible. And that is a guy, especially in tight end premium formats, that I am trying to add. So the leagues that are going to be really thirsty for him are going to be tight end premium and they're going to be very deep leagues. And you know, maybe you don't play in very deep leagues, or maybe, you know, maybe your your 12-team PPR league, uh, one point for, for all PPR. Like, that actually is probably not even a format where Juwan Johnson needs to be owned to this week unless you really need um, a tight end. But for example, the Scott Fishbowl, which is tight end premium, where the starting rosters are really deep, where the benches are very deep, I actually think that's a spot where you need to be spending some real coin on him. So I think in tight end premium deeper formats, um, you know, you can probably spend 10 to 15% on him. Now I, I say that, but then at the same time, I, I think about that and I'm like, well, you know, I just did a main event draft two nights ago and Juwan Johnson didn't even get drafted. So like, you know, what is, what is the, what is the point of that? So maybe I'm wrong about that, but I do think that you will be, perhaps rewarded with fairly aggressive bids on Jawan Johnson because he is a he is a converted wide receiver and you know converted wide receivers tend to be better receiving tight ends than you know just at, like I, I would rather have a converted wide receiver than I would have a converted tight end so Jawan Johnson coming out of college 64 230 4.5 speed you know, pretty good agility score, pretty good catch radius. Now he he really was not an effective wide receiver uh, at Oregon, even playing with Justin Herbert. So I I, I don't think that he's like uh, the best player in the world or or anything like that. But I do think that he is. Um, I do think that he is fairly interesting, and he's a guy that I want on my teams in tight end premium. Some of the other tight end premium guys seems like maybe maybe Will Disley is actually going to be the starting tight end for the Seattle Seahawks and not Gerald Everett, um, which is insane. But, you know, again, it's possible. Uh, we also have 
our guy, Tyler Conklin, who is going to be the, you know, the clear starting tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, maybe, maybe Christopher Herndon eats away from his snaps, though I doubt it. And then also this has gone very underreported, but Noah Fant is dealing with a leg injury. He has returned to practice, but it's not like he has gotten, you know, all of this time at practice, you know, all this time at camp. And in fact, the Denver Post reported last week that Albert Ukuibunum is looking like the number one tight end for the Broncos right now. There are no doubts about his ACL injury. Ukuibunum feels good. Vic Fangio said that Albert Ukuibunum is definitely ready to take on the number one tight end role if needed. I know, obviously, I am this huge uh, Okuibunum homer. You know, everyone knows that about me. So I'm, I maybe I'm pumping my own bags here a little bit. But he does feel like a very good speculative week zero ad, if you can add him for $0 or $1. Because if he comes out week one against the Giants and has four catches for 60 yards and a touchdown in any tight end premium format, he is going to command you know, a, a huge ton of fab. So guys, that's our, our week zero waiver wire list, you know, kind of just to sum it all up, my priorities would be Tyson Williams first, uh, Sony Michelle, number two, then a group of running backs uh, that include Carlos Hyde. That includes, um, you know, I think you could throw Wayne Gallman in there. I think you could throw Justin Jackson in there. You could even put Malcolm Brown in there. It looks like he has won the handcuff job in Miami. And then, you know, some $1 guys like Jamar Jefferson, uh, Jamichael Hasty, or Elijah Mitchell, depending on which one of them we think wins the third running back job. Alex Collins, maybe Rashad Penny, those guys worth a buck in Seattle. A wide receiver, it's like Byron Pringle, Donovan Jones, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, um, you know, Don, uh, maybe a buck on Khalif Raymond, maybe a buck on Josh Palmer if he's out, a couple bucks on Josh Palmer if he's out there in your league. Looks like he won the third job for the Chargers. And then at tight end, Juwan Johnson looks like the only like really good ad at tight end. Tyler Conklin, a hair after that. You know, I think tight end premium, 5 to 10% on Tyler Conklin seems fine. And then maybe some $1 bids at um, – Albert Akui Boonham, uh, you know, that, that may, and maybe Jordan Akins there as well. So everyone, that's our week zero waiver wire show presented by underdog fantasy. Remember if you have not signed up or started drafting on underdog fantasy yet, you still have a couple days left to enter best ball mania too. And then after the season starts, of course, there will be more best ball tournaments on underdog, but also you'll be able to participate in their pick'em game as well. So, uh, that's it for us here today, everyone. Good luck with your week zero waiver wire bids, and let's get to the season. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.